Hello and welcome to our future presentation. My name is Luke. My name is Caleb. I'm Daniel. Okay, Daniel. Great introduction to awesome. yourself. A lot of confidence. We're all on your side. That was very charismatic. So this is a podcast where we talk about movies and often get off track. But Caleb asked us a question uh, of a little topic for us to speak on today. It's going to be a little brief one, but I'm going to let Caleb take this away. Absolutely. Last week I asked the guys, the boys, the boys, um, what their favorite uh, duologies were in film. Uh, just a first film and a second film, and that was it. There was no third one. Either the director intended it to be that way, or the director just, or the studio was like, "No, we, this is selling. We'll make a third one." Mm-hmm. And then it just didn't happen. Right. So uh, I don't know if you guys have any in mind, but like well, one instance would be like a Finding Nemo. Yeah, and then a finding, and Dory. then finding Dory. Now Dory could be considered a spinoff, but I consider mm-hmm. that a duology. Yeah, I, I consider it a sequel mm-hmm. uh, for sure, and I would say a prequel mm-hmm. would count, but a two right. installation yep. uh, series. I think the interesting thing in asking that question is, I was like, okay, let me think of some. There's not that many. Not many. At the all. trilogy is a tried and true. So, oh, I started to get an alliteration there. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> tried and true. <laughs> the old tried and true trilogy. Tried and true. Tried and true. Tried and true. So, but yeah, the trilogy it. It's done so often, mm-hmm. and there's not too many ones where you get a sequel and not another one, especially in good movies. Right. So it was more an interesting thing of, yeah, duologies, that, how many are there? Right, exactly. Yeah. I think one that really stuck out to me, mm-hmm. I have one that I know is classic, yeah. and then I have another that is kind of a guilty pleasure. Okay. Uh, my classic choice is Kill Bill, Volume Kill Bill. 2. Yeah, so that's one of the ones that... Very good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, that, that's that a very good one. Because apparently, I don't know the backstory behind it, but I assume it was just a bit a big, long film, and then Tarantino was like, "Nah, this needs to be two parts." And yeah. then he maybe filmed extra more, or like more for the second. I don't know how that went down, but because uh, they're still long movies, they're very long yeah. movies, and uh, and they're just movies that you can watch back to back. And mm-hmm. I feel I feel like The Hobbit would have been almost a perfect duology. See, that is what I was going to say in response really? to that. Is mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like The Hobbit would have done that because mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. Taking the films and right. not having them be sub two hour mm-hmm. when it's based on a long book, right? But I feel like doing the three might have been overshooting it. I I think so too. I think once you start um, just trying to fill a runtime mm-hmm. more so than add more layers to the story, I think right. that's when it gets a little murky. Mm-hmm. Um, any yeah. duologies you can think of? Yeah, some other ones. Um, Twenty eight days later had a oh sequel, yeah, yeah and then those. thirty days of night had a sequel as well. What's thirty days of night? Uh, another zombie, another zombie type kind movie. of thing. My... I, I haven't seen that series actually. <laughs> so I, <laughs> what I, am I... I have very little to speak on. Hey everyone, Luke here. Just correcting myself, stating that thirty days of night is actually a series about our other favorite flesh eating monster, the vampire. My dearest apologies. I uh, what what's uh, what's a zombie? Uh, so. I, it wasn't. It was a demon thing in the beginning, right? And then eventually became. So, a, so yeah, zombies originally come from a voodoo tradition, I believe, where right. it's raising the dead um, as sort of a a mindless slave, right? Um, and then Night of the Living Dead is start, sort of where the transition started mm-hmm. to change. And that's change. like the soul comes back to the body, or what is that? Um, it's something it's along the reanimation of the yeah, basic structure. Gotcha. Right, exactly. And then eventually, Walking Dead or Walking Dead esque things came yeah. along, and it became a disease. Yeah. Over yeah, over time, stuff. it became um, disease or other. Disease is the one that's typically ran with now, but it it came into things where it's more the dead on their own, just kind of basic motor function out to eat brains (laughs) versus people using them as voodoo puppets. I like how you ask what the zombie sarcastically, and then we get into a good discussion (laughs) about the zombie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like going off topic. I love going Um, So film duologies, two that are going to be kind of the murky waters of Mm -hmm. your definition, because there's going to be third installments. I think one of, they're probably working on them both. 
but they're not out yet uh, as yeah. of this recording. So, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Right. Great. Great. Um, and then they are working on the third installment, I believe, but John Wick 1 and 2. Ooh, and you mm. see, John Wick is the type of franchise that I... It's what I call... It's it's kind of like that Stranger Things type uh, idea okay. where you have a miniseries planned out. I believe it's the Duffer Brothers who created that. And you have a miniseries mm-hmm. planned out. And then if it works, you have a four-season plan and you end it. You're like, all right, I got four seasons in mind. And by the time this fourth season over, either I'm walking away or, you know, it's right. done in my mm-hmm. mind. And there is no, oh, wow, it's really popular. You know, I'm gonna, like kind of a Breaking Bad type thing where Vince mm-hmm. Gilligan knew what he was writing and what he wanted to write about and knew when to end it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. yeah, I was having a discussion with uh, months back of a girl I was going out with at the time, and she mm-hmm. was talking about how she really prefers TV and movies that have a, especially TV because it's more relevant, mm-hmm. that have an end game. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Abso- absolutely. Avatar yeah. Last Airbender, a great, great yeah. show. Versus like, oh, let's keep going. And, and that's the thing that makes you think, not to cut you off, is when mm-hmm. you watch Avatar Last Airbender is when it's so good that when it ends, right when it's supposed to end, you're like, I wanted more. Like, mm-hmm. you want to be left wanting more. You don't want to be left... I mean, I love yeah. Friends, but 10 seasons, man. Like, right. If things got kind of kind of got yeah. off track of that mm-hmm. show. Not that it was meant to be a binge show or anything like that. Right. But, like, you watch, and like, where did... Where's where's Ross now? Like, where did he become? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, uh, mm-hmm. oh. So, my guilty pleasure duology. Oh, yes. This that I feel like this is, this, is the, uh, this is the studio meddling type one where they haven't planned it and it falls apart. Mm-hmm. The Amazing, amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, yep. you knew exactly where I was going with that. I so did. I feel like the first Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. is a very underrated movie. Yeah. I feel that way. I'm I feel like Andrew Garfield brought so much gravitas to the role of Peter Parker. I love his Spider-Man. I love his Peter Parker. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I just feel like the way he... He came in it at a different view than Toby did. Yeah. Um, very, but at the same time, kept some uh, similarities. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. I like the uh, aesthetic of the first Amazing Spider-Man. I love the... Um, it's not so much a coming-of-age film as Homecoming, but it's not, it's not that type of John Hughes vibe, but it's more of a, um, you know, 500 Days of Summer. And it's, yeah. Because it's you know, the same guy who directed that movie. Right. And then you have the second installment, which is much more zany and cartoony, and, you know, you got Jamie Foxx walking around yeah. with yeah. that Electro yeah. stuff. And listen, super cheesy. Almost nothing in line with the tone of the first movie. Agreed. But I love Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I recognize... The Amazing Spider-Man 2's faults and his aspirations. Yeah. After letting that sink in, I was like, I love The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> like, and, it's, and it's silly and I didn't recognize it. My favorite part of that was the Gwen. Oh, scene. the whole yeah. Gwen I, thing. I, I think. <laughs> through and through. And see, in her storyline, you know, spoilers, ended in the second movie. So I mean, there's yeah. not like a thing like uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3 where they have that fight, Mary Jane and Spider-Man, and they break up and they get back together and there's this whole romantic thing mm-hmm. going on with right. Harry. And then it ends and then they walk into that bar together and they look into each other's eyes and then it ends. And you're like, wait, there was a fourth, a fourth one was intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, obviously the story's not over. Right. Again, lack of end game. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So what I would say about, um, I'd say, when's the next Spider-Man standalone film slated to release? 2019, I believe. Uh, uh, perhaps then or maybe before in anticipation mm-hmm. of it or... But at some point, we should do a Spider-Man episode. I would love it. Uh, because that's one of the characters that's had quite a bit of screen time, but mm. under different, with different hands working yeah, on it. Yeah, different so, interpretations. Yeah. For sure. So speaking of zombies earlier, mm-hmm. zombies, Rob. Rob Zombie. Rob, Robert. Oh. Horror. <laughs> Bad American name. That was, a, that was, was the worst much. segue I've ever had. Uh, anyway, so was, horror, the horror genre. We... As, as horrible a, as that as uh, horror, transition. Horrible. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no. My so we all just watched Get Out. Oh, yeah. When I was, was it released? 
uh, beginning twenty February February twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Oh. so it's a it's been a year. Uh, and huge Oscar contender, Oscar contender for sure. And mm-hmm. that's that's so unheard of for the Oscars. I mean, rare from my yeah. point of view. Because yeah, for you know, a February film, absolutely, and a horror film. This is for first sure. in Silence of the Lambs, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, something like that. Um, but it's just it's very interesting. And this is my question for you guys: okay. is when you hear the word horror film, mm-hmm. horror genre. Mm-hmm. I and this is we just we literally we just fresh off the off the cuff watching Get Out mm-hmm. with these guys. Um, it, I classify that as a horror film. Yeah, I really do. And a lot of people say, "Oh, thriller. Oh, something like that," which I would also classify it as. Yeah. And my classification of the horror genre is from something that um, doesn't line up with my parents. Is they they think, "Oh, horror, jump scares, gore." Yeah, a lot of people. Monster that terrorizes people. Because in the 80s, especially, you had Jason. You had, like, horror icons rather than yeah. movies. You know, you had Freddy Krueger. You had these, like, mm-hmm. people who would come out of your closet and scare you, you know? Right. And I think the genres turned into more of a, wow, this story was so terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was horrific. So I feel like the idea – I just want your guys' ideas on yeah. this. So my, my idea of a horror genre, horror film is I would definitely classify Get Out as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. As I would classify Silence of the Lambs as a horror film. Yes. Is – I think there's – the horror is when a character gets into a story or an involvement into something that's horrific for his life. Versus uh-huh. a thriller. Versus, how, would you, yeah. how would you distinguish that? Uh, I would say it's more... Because both play on suspense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, and then, and suspense. then suspense is another genre. Uh-huh, exactly. Um, and, so, and that's kind of just making it really fragmented. But I would say it's more on the viewer. Mm-hmm. Is if... Because you can have a horrific situation that's really thrilling to watch mm. or that leaves you with that turning stomach of this is horrible mm-hmm. and you kind of feel that horror, mm. um, which of course is kind of biased because if some people don't like a mm-hmm. film, right? yeah, I think I think they both of our opinions on that kind of play into it. Because we sort of started this conversation when you showed us Don't Breathe. Don't well. Breathe. Yeah, that, that was a really good movie. underrated That was film. another No Supernatural. Stephen Lang, man. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, and it's just something that's haunting the characters. Haunting, even another thing. Something that stays with you, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I feel like if I were to ever delve into either um, being a part of a horror movie, I mm-hmm. love the idea that these events that this character has stumbled upon is something that changes them mm-hmm. and is something that stays with them and haunts them. And it's horrifying to yeah. watch this. Uh-huh. And I feel like jump scares and gore and stuff are definitely definitely effective. Yeah. But uh, I feel like when that's the goal, it's just it's yeah, I feel like that's just more of a slasher. Yeah, I think for me, um, one of the things I aspire to do, I have a horror film that I've uh, been sort of working on writing mm-hmm. over a little while, is that sense of horror and leaving it where there's definitely changing uh, elements in the characters' lives. And then also, bringing up that question for the viewer mm. of that right. horror either we're all capable of committing or that we're all could be subject to experiencing and right. leaving questions unanswered in, for the viewer. Right. Leaving questions for right. the viewer in their mind of, for sure, what would I do? So, like, for example, get out in the ending, you're just like, what does that do to a guy? Right. Yeah. Right. Another good thing about get out that I really enjoyed was the mm-hmm. um, comedic relief. I thought yeah. that, yeah, it was like, oh, it was, it was perfectly well played. It was mm-hmm. quote unquote a horror film, uh-huh. but characters aren't all scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, some, a lot of horror movies, like, um, another thing Sons of the Lambs does well is the balance, where it's like, it, like, most horror movies you see nowadays are everyone is tense, everyone's on edge. But in real life, you know, the character Rod in Get Out, he, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not there at the Armitage house. Right. He's not like, 
is Chris okay? Like he is, but he's uh-huh. realistic. Like if you were gone for three days, he'd be like, oh, where the hell's Luke? You know, like, he, was, he was very much a uh, as a character. But I'd say as an actor, I, I'm uh-huh. assuming uh, Kevin Hart esque. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, that, is, that is very interesting mm-hmm. for sure. For sure, wonderful movie. Wonderful, wonderful movie. movie. So yeah, I good. think we should do a podcast on horror. That'd be good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You guys got any uh, anything to think about for next week when we come back together again? Any looming questions? Any ideas? Daniel, think of a question. The thing I'm thinking of right now is, mm-hmm. what's the best movie designed for kids but great for adults? Oh, um, that's our question of the week. Interesting. I like that. So that's something to think about. I will put that uh, in a pot, boil it, get some sauce in the side. I'm just gonna let that sauce. Oh god! I'm gonna let the sauce marinate along with that question. <laughs> and that is it, folks, ladies and gents. And that has been our featured presentation. I hope everyone has enjoyed this that has listened to it. And if not, uh, let us know why, and I will promptly ignore you. See you next week. <laughs>